what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Good, my people. Welcome into Buckets, Action Network's daily NBA betting podcast. We're in the workshop Thursday, NBA slate, so you know who's with me. The usuals, AC, the analytics capper, and J Money is money. I am your host, Sean Little. We are presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Go download the Action Network app. I don't know why you haven't already if you haven't, but go download that. Lock it in. Lock the plays. Check the alerts. Do whatever you have to do. To find an edge, the Action Network app will help you do that. You know how we do. We give the play, we give the cap, we get you guys out of here. Thursday NBA slate. J Money is money. What is the best bet? Give me the LA Lakers plus three and a half. The dog catcher is still here on the yes, Thursday. AC Analytics Capper, what are you looking at on the Thursday NBA slate? I'm going to go with the Memphis Grizzlies plus five and a half. All right. I got two plays. I'm going to go uh, Bucks money line minus 120, and I'm going to go Suns team total over 124.5 versus the Jazz. All right, J Money is money. Coming right back to you. Lake Show playing the defending champs in LA. Nuggets in town. Talk to me about this spot and why you're taking the three and a half points. Lakers have put a few together. Yeah, this is a spot. Um, well, first off, it's Kobe Day. You see what I'm saying? It's going to be February 8th, 2024. I don't know if you guys knew this, but they are unveiling a Kobe statue there. Um, the motivation is going to be high for this team. I mean, you don't really want to lose. Can they lose the game? It's very possible. but uh, And I'm sure the Nuggets wouldn't mind spoiling it as well. But um, obviously, the Lakers got swept in the Western Conference Finals, so they still got playoff revenge. They lost the first game of this season, which we know that the Lakers are older team, and they just weren't ready for that altitude. But even still, they got down double digits and still come, came all the way back to make that a single digit game before losing by 12. Um, I think the Lakers are playing really well right now. They've won eight of their last uh, 12 games. So they're eight and four straight up last 12. They're uh, five and two in their last five and two straight up in their last seven home games. And I noticed the first game back after a seven game road trip, but they do have two days off. So it's a little bit different when you only have one day off, uh, one day to fly over. They had a day off, uh, two days off, one to rest and recover and, another, and they practice today. You see what I'm saying? So it's not the exact situation. It's not the best of spots, but huge motivational spot here. Revenge spot, um, all that shit. I'm on the Lakers plus three and a half. I think they win this game outright. AC, any thoughts on the Lakers getting the three and a half in this spot against the Nuggets? Nuggets have been starting to put it together, I guess you could say a little bit, but they've been on and off the entire year. What do you think about this spot for the Lakers? I like it. Um, The Nuggets, from a head-to-head perspective, has dominated this matchup, including, you know, Jay mentioned the playoff matchup from last year, game one this year. But they've won, I think, seven of the last ten, including five or six in a row against this team. Um, But the Lakers are a short underdog, which tells you the books expect it to be competitive. So Jay, I mean, Jay's mindset is really good here. Like, he thinks they can win. If they could win, he's going to get three and a half points as well. The motivation factor is huge with the Kobe day. Um, the only thing that scares me a little bit is 
when Denver is on, they match up really well against LA because all the things that LA does well, Denver can negate that. Aaron Gordon guarding LeBron James, Jokic, you know, getting Anthony Davis in foul trouble. But this is just a regular season game. The motivation is all on the the Lakers here. The spot is the Lakers just from a head-to-head matchup, bounce-back spot. So I like it, man. Every time I'm with Jay, I also ride the first half as well. This first half is a little scary just because the Lakers are coming back from a long road trip. But I think for the full game, and we all know if, if LeBron is motivated and focused, like that team can beat anybody. Jay, not, nothing uh, doesn't make you nervous a little bit with LeBron chirping about the squad with the with the deadline being tomorrow, not knowing who's on the roster. No, it does not whatsoever. Um, obviously, the trade deadline is tomorrow. D'Angelo Russell could very possibly get traded. But uh, from what I'm kind of sort of hearing is that the Le- LeBron is saying, like, this is our team right here. So, no, I'm not. I know the spot, um, but uh, this is a this is a narrative type bet here. And the Nuggets are the fourth worst team in the NBA. Six and six, 13 and one against the spread when land points on the road. That's good. With, that's good for 31.6 percent. So if you do want to fade the Nuggets, it's going to be on the road. Um, I'm not really. I don't really give a damn about the trade deadline here. I like the Lakers in this particular spot. Sean, one more thing I want to add here. Jay, you're absolutely right. And if you're looking at the the way these two teams play from the uh, home and away splits, right? The the Nuggets are a dominant home team, but they struggle a little bit on the road. They're kind of mediocre. They're only 14 and 12 straight up, and they're favored in most of those games. So 14 and 12 is not a great record. Whereas the Lakers struggle a little bit on the road. They actually play really, really well at, I still call it Staples, even though it's crypto.com, but they play really well at Staples. They're 18 and 8 at home, so they defend the court really well. So I, I like it, Jay, the more I think about it. Yeah, and to back up one of Jay's points on the 16, 13, and 1 record ATS on the road as a favorite, the the ATS margin is negative 5.8. That's good for 27th in the NBA. So that's about as bad as it gets. They're not... Not not are they not covering numbers, they're not covering numbers by quite a bit. So let's see if the Lakers can take care of business on Kobe Day in LA. All right, AC, we're back to the murky waters and we're going with a tough spot. Grizzlies at home playing the Bulls. Bulls coming off a big comeback win. Talk to me. Yeah, this is more of a fade the Bulls spot. And I like the Bulls a lot, to be honest, especially without Zach Levine. But they were getting crushed by Minnesota at home. I think they were down, what, 20, maybe close to 20 points at halftime. They outscored the uh, the Timberwolves by 13 in the third, 9 in the fourth, and 6 in overtime. They won three straight frames, if you will. That's hard to do in the NBA. So I'm going to fade that spot. It's a weird number at only 5.5 because Memphis, without jaw, is one of the worst teams in the NBA. I know they're not Spurs bad. I know they're not Charlotte bad, but they're pretty bad. They're bottom six, in my opinion. The fact that they're only five and a half point underdogs is a big tell for me. And they're coming off a streak right now where they've lost six in a row. So I'm not saying they could win this game tomorrow, but I do like the spread. And you guys know when I'm on the spread uh, for a dog, I'm going to sprinkle the money line as well. Yeah, Jay Money, the biggest lead in that game for the Timberwolves was 23 points against the Bulls. Bulls end up coming back and getting it done. Any thoughts on this particular spot back in the Grizzlies here? 
Um, I don't really have a ton of, I'm not betting the Grizzlies games right now. I am only looking towards dogs. I'm not really looking towards betting any favorites. You do have a revenge spot where the Grizzlies lost last time out on January 20th. Got They lost 125 to 96. So uh, basically a 30 point loss, a 29 point loss in Chicago. That wasn't too long ago. That was like a couple of weeks ago. So I'm sure the Grizzlies remember that. Um, I'd need Triple J in there. I think it's really telling right now what the Grizzlies are doing. Um, if Triple J plays, they have a chance of win. If he doesn't play, me personally, I would stay far away from the Grizzlies. Yeah, he didn't play in the Garden last time out. We'll see what shakes here on a Thursday. This podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. I'm going to go. I can't believe I'm going to Milwaukee, but I am going to go to Milwaukee. Milwaukee Bucks minus 120 on the money line versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, the story is Doc comes to town. Everybody's laughing. They can't get it done. They're 1-4 since Doc got there. But overall, the defense is starting to get a little better. And if you watch the tape, they're starting to communicate more. They're starting to know what they want to do. Do they want to switch? Do they want to funnel people down to the basket to Lopez? 16th in defensive rating the last five games versus 19th the entire year. So that stuff is starting to pick up a little bit now. Something we weren't counting on when Doc came over was the offense falling off a cliff. But that's exactly what's happened. Last five games, 24th in offensive rating, 112.3 points per 100 possession. And Dame is struggling. Let's be, let's be real. I think he's getting a little bit of a pass here. He's kind of skating. In January, he shot 38% from the floor, 28% from three. Clunkers every other night had a five for 18 the other day. So. I think the the first half it was what I, was what I was initially looking at, and I I wanted to I didn't want to fade Minnesota coming off that big blowout that when they were blowing out the Bulls and gave that lead up. So I stayed off the first half and I went full game at home with Milwaukee coming down the stretch. Uh, Minnesota's offense has been atrocious, especially in the fourth quarter. Now they're twenty seventh or twenty eighth in the NBA. In, in fourth quarter offense overall for the Minnesota Timberwolves. They don't really know what they want to do. I know Ant-Man, the young man, is getting this stuff done, but he's still growing. They're still trying to figure out how they want to close games offensively. And that makes me really skittish on those boys, especially when we come down to the playoffs, because, fellas, you know, in the playoffs, it's half court. What can you do for me in a in an actual set? And if and if you're, you can't close games and get – and put together good offensive possessions, it's going to be tough. So I expect the, the, the Minnesota offense to continue to struggle down the stretch, and I believe that this offense will pick up a bit here for Milwaukee. Doc continues to, to, to build on that a little bit of defensive foundation that he's laid. I'll take the Milwaukee Bucks at home. I'll lay the 10 cents at minus 120. AC, what do you think about the Bucks overall? Even even with, with without Doc, they're one and four with Doc, two and five in their last seven. 
Yeah, I would say if if Milwaukee's going to get it done tomorrow night, it had, it needs to be an MVP type performance from Giannis. Um, so there's no Chris Middleton. Dame is questionable. I think although he had a really bad shooting month, it's one of those players where like if he misses an extended period of time, like your office is going to be hurting. So he needs to come back. Um, but for this particular game, it needs to be a game where. You know, there's there's also some European flavor, right? Greece versus France here. Like, he needs to dominate that matchup against Gobert, get him into foul trouble so that Minnesota doesn't dominate the glass, which will allow Milwaukee to run and shoot threes and things like that. But I do think with Doc back in the fold or in the fold now, he's going to play, you know, guys that have been through the trenches, right? So he's going to play guys like Jay Crowder a lot more. He's going to play guys that campaign a lot more. So all these vets that are going to slow down the pace. So I think, in my opinion, Milwaukee's unders moving forward with Doc is a look. Um, But I do like Milwaukee in this one spot here to come back from a... They were up in Phoenix right at halftime. They blew it in the second half. This is a nice bounce back spot. Jay, what do you think of Milwaukee this spot and overall as a squad now with Doc leading the way? Um, I do think they're going to figure it out. I think it's probably going to be the same thing like the Clippers. Well, not the same thing because I don't think they're going to go on the run like the Clippers are. Clippers are just, they're, I mean, they're a, they're a deadly team. They got, they really have like a big four over there. You see what I'm saying? So, um, need to see what's up with Dame. That's for sure. Because without, yeah. you already without Chris Middleton, um, and then you do get Brooke Lopez back, but like this team is just starting to drop too many guys. Doc is already shortening the rotation to like a seven or eight man rotation. You see what I'm saying? So they really need Dame. Um, I know that he, his ankle, was a little banged up he even if he comes back still probably won't be a hundred percent don't like that the Timberwolves coming off a game that they absolutely blew like they're going to be pissed off coming into this game so um honestly I, I could see I'm sure that the Bucks are going to get it done at some point um I don't I don't know about this game I, I can really see it going either way to be honest with you I know that the Wolves are definitely the much better defensive team the Bucks are probably uh the more fluent offensive team especially if Damon is in there so um, I can make an argument for both sides and I I stay off those games every time yeah I would wait until we get some more info on Dame. the numbers shouldn't move too too much if anything but I do like Milwaukee to get it done in this spot all right I'm gonna also go to Phoenix I'm gonna take the team total over 124 and a half minus 110 on the Phoenix Suns team total against the Utah Jazz. This is flat out uh, a team that's rolling versus a team that gives up a lot of points in bundles in the Utah Jazz. So I'm going to back the home team. Jazz, completely different team when they get away from Utah. Last seven road games, allowing 127.3 points per game. That's 29th in the NBA. Last 10 games, dead last in NBA defensive rating. 30th the Suns on the flip side are really putting it together on the offensive end in that same 10 game span top three in offensive rating now Beal is questionable on the report I would love to see him either way the the Phoenix Suns don't shoot it really well from three that's not where they get a lot of their buckets but Grayson Allen does and that's where he's going to be able to produce against a really weak perimeter defensive team in the Utah Jazz they give up tons of threes I like this spot for Phoenix to put up a lot of points, I'll take 125-plus on the team total for the Phoenix Suns. J-Money is money. You told us a little bit ago the Suns were going to start to put it together, and you were dead on. They are starting to roll a little bit. Any thoughts here on this matchup? The number is 7, 7.5, depending on where you're looking. I also seen it as low as 6.5. I was leaning that number, but I went with the team total anyway. 
Yeah, this is this is one where I'm actually kind of intrigued about this game because obviously we know that the last spot should have been a spot for the Bucks. Like that was a Bucks spot through and through. We know that Dame was out. We know it like at the last minute. And then we knew that Brooke Lopez is out. He was still in Milwaukee. I just, I, I, it's crazy they had him questionable. And he wasn't even with the team. But I, whatever. I'm not even going to uh, get too much into that. I do think that's a little unfair, but whatever. But um, I feel like the Suns got a little lucky last game. They they got that dub like a lucky win. You see what I'm saying? This I don't like seeing Bill as questionable here. Not, not nothing to your team total, Sean. I didn't even look at that uh, side of the game. I like that because we know that the Jazz play running gun type of basketball, and their defense drops off on the road. But um, I don't like the fact that, like, if Bill does sit this game out, that kind of shows me that the Suns might be looking ahead uh, to the Golden State Warriors in their next game. Obviously, a much bigger game. Obviously, they want to win every game, and they're absolutely rolling right now. But I just feel like when teams come off a game where they probably shouldn't have won, I don't necessarily like them in the next fight. So. Uh, uh, that, that's not saying they can't get over their team total over, but I, if, if Bill does sit, that kind of tells me that the Suns are somewhat kind of in the look-ahead spot here, uh, which is already not the great of, uh, greatest of spots um, as well. But they still got Booker, still got KD. The Jazz are going to play an over type of game, but this that team can be scrappy as well, but you, we also never know what's going to happen at the trade deadline as well. I want to let all the bettors know that um, on trade deadline day, I would not talk you off until waiting after that 3 p.m. Eastern um, deadline. You know what I'm saying? where teams know exactly who they're going to be. Uh, you never know. A big piece might get traded. The Jazz just traded away one of their go- uh, starting guys today, Fontecchio. So you never know. It could be Kelly Olenek, um, anybody. But I'd actually small lean towards the Jazz here, uh, plus the points. Looking at dogs, man. We, dogs. We, who, who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, AC, that is a good point. I think, of course, always keep your eye on the injury report. But this trade deadline puts an extra wrinkle especially as we record this the evening before we could have teams showing up with eight guys active type of type of spot. So stay tuned there. AC, any, any thoughts on the Suns team total here? Yeah, I think the team total is such a, a smarter look than choosing the side here. Cause I don't think it is a Phoenix play to be honest. Um, it was a very, you know, second half comeback win against the Bucks and then they have the Warriors next. So this is kind of a dead spot in my opinion, but the team total makes sense, and you're being really nice when you're talking about the Utah Jazz defense on the road. They this recent road game, road, uh, you know, road trip they just had. They gave up 147 to Brooklyn. Like Brooklyn Damn. dropped 147 on them. Yeah. New Orleans dropped 153 on them. Like these are abs- absurd numbers, and these are teams that are not supposed to be dropping 150 points. So you're talking about the Suns who are rolling not only from an offensive standpoint, but from a rhythm standpoint. Body language is good. You know, the vibes are good in Phoenix right there. And Devin Booker hasn't even blown up yet. So this could be a a potential Devin Booker blow-up game, and then Kevin Durant's going to play well against the Warriors, something like that. So I like the team total look a lot. All right, the boys carried me on Wednesday, looking like the the Pels are going to come in. I I blew up the the over in the Philly in the Philly Warriors game, the slow start. Killed it. So let's see if I can pick up the boys on a Thursday. To recap, AC analyst cappers on the Grizzlies, plus five and a half. J Money is money. Dogs only. Lakers, plus three and a half. I'm on the Bucks money line, minus 120. Suns, team total over 124 and a half. For J Money is money. For AC analyst capper, I am your host, Sean Little. We are presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Go download the Action Network app if you have it already. But until next time, get buckets, baby. Let's catch.
Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.